0: Red Blue Talk is all about how politics and government impact people's lives, and my guest this morning is Maurice Owen-Machine. Good morning, uh, Maurice. Good morning, uh, Charles. Thanks for for having me on the show. So, Maurice is a licensed real estate broker, Uh, focuses on New York City and, I guess, southern Westchester. He's the uh, resident of Pelham Manor, uh, a dad of three kids, uh, director of the Hudson Gateway Association of Realtors. And he's also on the zoning board in Pelham, so he knows a lot about real estate and what people are thinking about uh you know the residential real estate market um Maurice, you published a guide i guess you've done this now for a couple of years called the Pelham twenty eighteen Market Report. Why do you do that
1: you know uh, um I put together a report for a lot of the markets that I cover, so that the uh, residents of that particular area can just see a little snapshot of what's going on. I mean, uh, everyday people—they're, you know, they may or may not know, you know, what's going on, you know, with their neighbor's house, their own house. So, I, you know, I, I always feel. Uh, that, you know, a, a report like this highlighting, you know, what's happened in the past year and helping people understand where their house may be along the spectrum in terms of uh, pricing if people are thinking uh, uh, of, uh, of moving or not or, or, you know, what what their future holds, giving them a little uh, little insight information, if you could call it that, as to what's going on. How does, uh, you know, how would your home fare with someone else's home in today's current environment? Because people, whether, whether they plan to stay, whether they just moved in or they've been there for 20 years, People always have uh, what I call the real estate bug thanks to these
0: uh, all, all these shows on, uh, on TV and on Bravo. So you can download this report that we're talking about at Capital Realty NY, that's capital with an A-L at the end, Um You've got a page in there that I find a very interesting, Maurice, called Maurice's Pelham Market Impression. So not everybody listening to this will be familiar with Pelham. Pelham is basically an affluent suburb just north of New York City, just north of the Bronx. I guess there's 14, 15,000 people living in Pelham. And you know, but I think it's also uh, interesting because I think your impressions apply more broadly. Uh, the first point is that, that there's a psychological impact of tax changes, mortgage rate increases and stock market volatility, which is causing uncertainty for buyers and sellers. Talk about that psychological linkage between what people think is happening in the market and the decisions that they make when they're shopping for a home.
1: Sure. You know, when, you know, buying a home, uh, you know, uh, everyone will say is one of the biggest, uh, one of the major decisions you'll, you'll take in life. It's, you know, whether, whether something's you know, $100,000, $1 a million dollars or something in between or more, it's, it's a lot of money, whether you're putting 5% down, 20% down or more, it, it's a lot of, you know, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of capital, it's a lot of, you know, sweat and emotions. And so, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, what people say, you know, a very happy time uh, in one's life, especially when buying a home. <laughs> And as you know, we've uh, seen over the past year, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot going on in, in the broader economy and and, and geopolitical uh, uh, platform. You know, whether it's you know the stock market and its gyrations, mortgage rate increases because of the actions the Fed are taking, and just you know just geopolitical uncertainties. And so, as in as in many sectors of the economy, when there's such macro uncertainties going, a lot of buyers. You know, and sellers will say, okay, how does that affect me? If mortgage rates, for example, if, if you were interested in, you know, half a million dollar home last year and the rate was, we'll just say, 4%, but today the rate is 45 uh, 5%. You know you, you know that, that tra- you know that increase in the rate translates into you know a couple, several hundred dollars more a month, so now you have to determine that same house you thought you could afford last year can you afford it this year so all those uncertainties everything everything goes into you know especially for first-time homebuyers they take a lot into account And buying a home whether you're doing it for the first time or, or, or multiple times it's a big step and a lot of people you know get you know get caught in what I call the psychological moment they start going through the scenarios of what if you know what's gonna happen should I do this should I do that should I buy here you know am I gonna get good value when I go to sell and with everything that's going on in the broader in the broader picture this puts it this starts to cast you know, some some uh, seeds of doubt on like, well, is this the right time? You know, and for people just like in the stock market who try to time the stock, stock market, people who try to time the housing market, it's it, it's it's sort of like predicting the weather. You're never going to be 100% accurate, but, you know, if you go into it, you know, with a plan and say, okay, this is, this is what we're doing, this is my budget, this is why I'm buying a house, then... You know, the path forward Even though there's all these other uh, um, Changes going on Can, you know It it can be a good result One of the biggest impacts this year You know, a lot of people said The media media has said Has been, you know, the changes to State, uh, the the deduction of state and local taxes Right For a community like Pelham And this is, uh, you know This is more a larger inference A lot of, you know For the most part A lot of people in the, in the town of Pelham, we're paying what's called the alternative minimum tax, and if you're paying the alternative minimum tax, your ability to deduct your state and local taxes was very limited, if not outright uh, negligible. So even though a lot uh, across the country, the impact of the loss of uh, salt deduction affected people. I think its effect, and this has been uh, stated by several. Uh, several people and and, uh, and uh, real estate uh, professionals. The impact of the salt on a town like Pelham has not really had the impact, you know, the negative impact that people thought. Because at the end of the day, even though you know some there are people who lost it most people don't go into buying a home because they can you know deduct- you know they can deduct x amount because it it's not dollar for dollar it just translates as a percentage of uh you know what your uh what your tax
0: rate is if that makes sense so tell me a little bit about how you compile these or how do you do, do you reach these conclusions and and you called through some data I gather that you have access to uh, volumes of data under the m l s through what you do you know how do you separate you know what you think is going on from what's actually going on to be able to generate a report that says hey the actual sale price went down five percent year-over-year and the total number of single-family homes declined sixteen percent the number the, your, your inventory declined by sixteen percent how do you how do you call through it and, and kind of pinpoint some of these things
1: no very interesting question there's a, there's a lot of data so I like to, you know, in a former life, I used to be uh, an investment banker at Goldman Sachs, so I, you know, I always say, numbers is my game, and that's, that's why I think whether it was uh, an investment banking or in real estate, at the end of the day, all, uh, both, uh, both those um, industries, it's all about numbers. You know, both are sales businesses, both are about numbers, taking the data, trying to get through the clutter, and like, okay, what are the most important pieces of the puzzle here? Obviously, as I mentioned just a few moments ago, there's those big, you know, psychological, uh, you know, uh, impacts, you know, the tax changes, rate increases, stock market volatility, you know, how did this affect all the numbers? You know, the overall closed sales number, for, for example, in Pelham, it was down 9%, uh, 9%. But if you take a look, if you drill down, uh, and this is one of the pages in my report, if you drill down, the biggest decrease... In home sales was in the seven hundred to $1 million dollar mark, which anywhere else in the country that would be a mansion. But for the purposes of uh, of the New York area and 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 Pelham, that would kind of be like just
0: about the sweet spot. What well, time now? Thirty four percent yep. reduction in inventory, and that
1: and and, and and I would say that's the sweet spot. Right now, it, also in my report, I said you know buyers are looking for value. They're looking to live. You know below their means they you know they may be able to spend more but they don't want to spend more because as I alluded to earlier all of these uncertainties they want to be able to know that if they need to sell their house or someone loses a job they're not going to be out on the streets that's why they're buying and and wanting to live you know below their their means the last two sales I did you know uh, specifically in Pelham it were couples very well qualified who could have easily bought a house twice as expensive but chose to stay below the million dollar mark and they did that because they're thinking of it as okay this is a starter home we'll live here a couple years we'll see what our needs are and we'll move up so going back to how do i how do i get some of the information and how did i draw some of my conclusions out of all this data i look at that bracket again seven hundred thousand to a million dollars dropped 34 percent for you know that means that sweet spot there was less inventory and it created an intense demand for buyers in my opinion because that's what i'm seeing day to day of all the price points that was where the most intense uh demand was for buyers whereas if you look at for example it's also in the report the 1.4 million dollar and higher that's our 50 percent decline there's never really traditionally been such an intense demand there you know the 700,000 to million dollar mark has always been the largest bucket of home sales specifically to Pelham okay, and so I think it's at the 1.4 million dollar and more that's where the loss of salt and some of these other impacts that's really affected because once once you the AMT the alternative minimum tax bracket once you you know hit a certain amount of income you're you're, you're, you're back into where you could deduct salt and that's where, the, at the higher-end homes, especially with the taxes for the higher-assessed homes in Pelham, that's where it affects them. So it's, you know, all these numbers you would think, okay, sales are down, but you have to look more closely as to why are they down and what buckets are down and, and, and where does that leave the market, if
0: that makes sense. So are you saying that in uh, Pelham is such an affluent community that between a million dollars and $1.4 million home is actually a middle class?
1: No, I didn't. Um, no, the the seven hundred thousand to nine ninety nine I'm saying, at least in my opinion, is like sort of the sweet spot for a broad range of people to buy. you know, and then you know there's the million to million four. I mean, anybody today you know making a six figure salary, you know say, you know, can get a million dollar mortgage from the bank. but then it all depends what are your taxes. And, and and what are what are your debt payments on on say student loans and other stuff whether the bank will actually give you the loan in terms of what's defined as the middle class i would uh, I would leave that to a higher pay grade of an economist than me
0: so you're saying then that the loss of the salt deduction has had a uh, it has had the effect of increasing demand at at the two ends of your price spectrum which in your area is the loss
1: of- there are, let me, the loss of the salt deduction hasn't really affected the, I'll say, the seven hundred to one point to one point four million dollar bracket. That's a large bracket, and in those brackets, you know, there, there's there's a whole set of ranges. Where the loss of salt has really affected is is the is the very high end homes in any market, let alone just Pelham. But in Pelham, I'm calling it you know one point four million or more because. At that level, to buy you know especially in Pelham to buy a house, of, let's just use for an example two million dollars. Mm-hmm. A two million dollar home in Pelham, the taxes are you know going to be somewhere close to almost a hundred thousand dollars. You know, and the cost to operate that house between taxes, utilities, and everything, you're looking you could be looking at you know one hundred fifty to two hundred thousand dollars at that income level. You've already you've already busted out of the of the alternative minimum tax caps, so now you're able to deduct the SALT. but you can't deduct the salt, uh once you uh, on hundred of hundred thousand dollars when you're at that level. So the so the very very the point one percent of that uh, uh, of the of the high end incomes they're the ones being affected, you know, for for the loss of salt, but the but the seven hundred thousand to one point four million at least in Pellum is not really overly affected on salt. So the buyers in that range aren't really aren't really affected or thinking about the loss of salt because they weren't able to deduct it to begin with Got it under the old tax rule. Got it.
0: I wanna go back to this this these people that you're encountering who say, Maurice, we're looking for a home in this beautiful area, um, but we want to live within our means. Now do you think that they have a specific idea of what that means, and I'm, it's just fascinating to me, because the idea of homeownership has always been—it's um, a—it's the, the proverbial American dream. It is you leverage yourself, you buy as much as you can possibly buy, um, and you spend your life paying for it, and like that's sort of what drives our whole economy. So if people are now saying, "Well, I, I want to live in a house I can afford," is the, is the new American dream? A house that you can afford to live in—is that the new American dream? Like, what's going on here?
1: I would say, you know, especially like millennials. Millennials want to buy; they want to buy the house, and they want to be able to do other stuff. A lot of people sometimes they'll buy; they'll be house—they'll they'll be what's called house poor. All their money, all their assets, going into the house, and then they're in there and they can't do anything. And if you know, if a rainy day comes, it's a bad situation. That's how we've seen a lot of foreclosures you know uh you know all over the country in westchester uh, you know it, it happens i you know i'm seeing clients you know buyers today they want to buy a house that okay if they change jobs if they lose a job if there's some hard times you know and, and i'm seeing a lot of you know dual income uh, earners uh buying houses you know um you know both uh, uh if if they're married both spouses are are, are working They just you know they don't want a big tax bill they don't want a big mortgage bill they want to be able to you know you know most banks uh, in today's most banks today they will let you buy a house with up to up to 50% debt to income ratio that means 50% of your of your pre-tax take-home pay can go towards paying your debt obligations of buying a house which would include taxes and the mortgage many buyers today especially Millennials they don't want to be in that predicament, they don't want to be in the predicament of the homeowner class You know, when it suffered in 2008 and a lot of people had to leave their houses, went into foreclosure, and and it ruined a lot of lives. They want to be able to control the cost, that if something happened, they have a rainy day fund, they can keep living there. But they also want to be able to, okay, we moved into this house. They still want to take vacations. Maybe they want to buy, you know, a a vacation house. They want to be able to do more than just put all their blood and sweat and money into one into one
0: property, if that makes sense. And that's that's the message I keep getting. It does does make sense. You know, the conventional wisdom that I've lived by is that interest rates are the things, is the thing, is the bellwether. Interest rates should be the thing that the government controls that can heat up or cool down that residential housing market. But it sounds like the picture you're painting is that it's taxes, it's interest rates, it's uh the stock volatility it's a whole bunch of and it's a bunch of psychological factors you know that can i afford to sustain this for some period of time is creeping into into the uh into the thought process that people have and 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 that can you know kind of determine uh what the overall impression of the market is
1: I agree and I think I think the, the Federal Reserve raising interest rates in such a low inflationary period and this is not to make any political statement. I think they're completely I, I think they're I think they're doing the wrong thing. I think by raising interest rates by spooking by spooking the housing market by spooking the equity markets. I think they do no one any favors when inflation again I'm not an economist and just a former banker who became uh, who became a real estate professional. I think it doesn't help any it doesn't help sellers or buyers especially in the real estate market and we all know that everyone uh, in, in in the country likes to use the real estate market as a bellwether as where things are going raising interest rates and thereby mortgage rates going up you know you know it doesn't doesn't uh, help anything in an environment where there's relatively low inflation and low unemployment
0: Maurice Owen Machines' Pelham 2018 market report is available for free, download online. You can go to... Maurice, why don't you tell us exactly how to get it?
1: Sure. If you go to com slash Pelham, you'll see uh, my 2018 report and my 2017 report, and I would say Especially if, if, if there's one key takeaway out of this, uh, out of the whole report and a lot of what I said on, on your show today is that it's essential that sellers price their home correctly because buyers, they, they want value and if something's worth uh, what it's priced at, they'll, they'll buy it. And that's the single biggest issue that I've seen, not just in the Pella markets, but uh, but in the uh, surrounding uh, metro areas, it being priced correctly from the start because Many sellers, if you, if you lower the price and lower the price, then you just get people, you know, waiting until it's at the, at the bottom price and they would, and you're getting less than what you would have taken in the beginning. And as I tell many of my clients for the past, you know, for my entire career in real estate, I've never once had to lower the price of a listing because I get it right from the start, not leaving any money on the table, but making sure that the sellers can get exactly,
0: uh, what they want. Red Blue Talk is all about how politics and government impact people's lives. There is an inextricable linkage between the government and those kinds of decisions we talked about and uh, the housing market. Maurice Owen, machine, thank you for uh, talking about this with me and trying to bring some sense to it. Um, you can follow Red Blue Talk, uh, facebook.com slash redbluetalk, youtube.com slash redbluetalk um this podcast is going out on a whole but pretty much pick your podcast flavor and you'll find that we're distributed there and um yeah thank you for tuning in and uh, thank you for being my guest
1: thank you so much looking forward to the next time